every time it's different. We don't have bells, anything, you know, big, small guys. Everybody has their own experience. Lots of boxers comes, uh, judo practitioners, sambo. Every time you check yourself how good you are. Because every time uh, you see a person in front of you and you want to show him movement, you check yourself. Because it's like you are in a minefield. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Vladimir, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for this interview. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure, always. Great. So can you tell us um, a little bit about uh, where you're from and what your background is? Oh, yeah, I'm uh, from Russia. <laughs> Born in Russia and the uh, city is Tver. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I was... I was a little bit more than theory, I just uh, uh, came to Canada and that's it. Meet my wife and now I'm here. Great. And you studied um, you studied both competitive and military style martial arts, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, 13 when I started to do box. Uh, box and then uh, uh, in army, of course, we studied some uh, martial arts, but it was... Uh, Hand-to-hand combat, I believe. Yeah. Um, it was more um, <clears throat> belong to military application, how to work with a rifle, with, uh, with, with a knife. Yeah. And then um, I met uh, Michael and... Uh, oh, no, no. Then I uh, did a karate competition. I was uh, fourth in Russia. But now some people tell me I was third. You know, <laughs> I forgot already. Yeah. Anyway, it was uh, it was good competition. Yeah. Anyway, we fought a lot, and then uh, I met Michael, and then uh, start to study Systema. Great. Okay. And Michael was your primary Systema teacher. Yes. Yeah. I had some other guys, but I do with Michael primary. What do you think drew you to study um, kind of reality based martial arts, insofar as that's um, a term was it simply kind of required in the military to do reality stuff, or did you feel some other motivation to switch from karate to reality martial arts? You know, when I study books, when I study karate, I see I felt some limitation in the moment because what is good, of course, uh, books and karate, but they have uh, like they teach you uh, ex- specific things, and uh, you're not free in your movement. That's what bothers me all, all the time because in the Box, I have to work just with hands, but I like to work with legs. I like to fall. I like to do the different movements. Yeah. But they're not allowed you to do this because a certain competition, right? A sport, they, they have their own rules. That's why I remember when we studied box, uh, our teacher uh, always tell us, if you want to check yourself, you have to go outside, fight on the <clears throat> street a little bit to see who you are inside yourself. Because as we know, sometimes you do very well in the ring or in the gym, but sometimes you go outside and some people have problems. We have lots of street fights, uh, so that's why I check myself all the time. Right. And when I study karate, I, I, I saw limitation too. It's like it's good, it's nice, but uh, I don't know. It's when I met Michael, I was shocked, you know, because he showed incredible things without even how to say price him. Usually, the karate you have to put a black belt on yourself. You, like you price yourself, you, you ego. He was so, you know, and what is good about it, it was so, how say, too much freedom. Even, you know, that much freedom, it shocks you and makes you a little bit tense, but in a different way. Yes, you cannot hug this, you know, it's like you cannot eat this. It's very interesting. It surprised me a lot. So you moved to Canada around 25 years ago, is that right? Yeah, around that, yeah, around 30 years. 
And did you move there specifically to teach Sistema, or was that something that just happened organically when you arrived? No, no, I just came to visit my friend, and then uh, somehow one guy heard about me uh, and invited me, and I showed him my uh, what uh, skills. He invited other people, and we started to teach. It just grew naturally. Yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. have any plan. I, I just come to visit to see, you know, Canada and the United States and then go back to Russia. Right. Gotcha. And how do you feel that um, Canadian and American martial artists, you have people from all over the world now coming to Toronto, Sistema HQ. How, how have they responded to Sistema versus people back in Russia? Quite positive. Uh, of course, you know, some people, you know, <laughs> try to check and uh, was suspicious uh, because again, like, a, like a me, right? When I see Michael, I was Really, I, I don't believe he can work like that, right? That's yeah. why I understand people. Yeah, they come to me, but but most of the time it was positive. It was yeah. positive because it's something new. It's uh, it's like a, I believe a system. It's uh, the other end of the uh, martial arts, martial arts. It's like I teach you completely opposite things on the other people teach you. Uh, opposite things, like like what? Opposite. It's yeah. like for example, some people teach how to be tense. How to you know they 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 speak about the relaxation, but how they teach, how they move, how they work, I can see it's pure tension there, mm. physically and psychologically. In system, they try to avoid this. They try to from the beginning to remove that tension inside yourself and uh, you know be quite invisible. Mm. Gotcha. If if we will talk about uh, you know some questions, what you asked, why people you know. Uh, work slowly and stuff like that i will explain that yeah definitely yeah we'll definitely get onto that um and it seems like a yeah. black belt magazine are very interested in <laughs> finding those things so um so yeah. you're known you're known for teaching primar- primarily um your self the self-defense system of sistema which is in the wider world of martial arts known as a reality martial art right i guess in contrast to sport-based martial arts which are training for competition and for uh, winning um you know, competing um generally um so is there any kind of competition in Sistema? Does that exist anywhere in Russia or elsewhere? Like a human, yes. Of course, we sometimes fight with each other, right? Some people touch you, you don't like, you hit him back. It's always like that. But 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 we don't teach to compete with each other because it's create weakness and proudness. For me, at least, you know, I check myself. I did box, I did karate in a high level, right? And uh, it's, it's create too much uh, ego and weakness inside you. Mm. And when I, I remember when I uh, study Sistema and Karate together, I understand how weak I was in Karate and, and Sistema actually helped me to, to fight much, much better mm. because I was relaxed and uh, allowed people to hit me and I was okay, you know. Yeah, gotcha. So um, have you, as a benchmark sometimes, people who come from outside of Sistema, right, if they're used to sport-based martial arts maybe they boxed maybe they did mma or jiu-jitsu something like that um often they kind of use competition as a benchmark right of sparring and that's how they try to decide or try to assess how um how good people are and things like that have you have you ever seen sistema um applied in a competitive context have you ever seen somebody who's trained sistema who then goes on to maybe wrestle or box or something else they do this anyway you know Already, my students come to some competition. They fight. Uh, they they like to do this. Uh, yeah. But uh, 
for me, everybody who is a smart always uh, study or show system movements in his life. Mm. Because uh, nobody want to hurt themselves. Uh, they they want to, you know, move smoothly, uh, you know, relax himself. Because imagine if you just fight once per your life, it makes sense. But if you do this as a professional per- person, you need to study something that relaxes you, mm. makes you more stronger, movement more, you know, move more comfortably. And uh, avoid any injury inside yourself. So it means uh, it's like you know when probably I told you that uh, when you see how soldiers uh, start to train, they do obstacle course all the time. So that's what we do all the time in uh, system: up and down, hit, move, roll, right? Mm. But if you test, you cannot do it anyway. Imagine yeah. if you study karate. Yes. So so it seems like you're saying that um, even if somebody hasn't formally studied sistema. Maybe if they study martial arts for a long time, they just kind of, if they're experienced and they're uh, skilled, they start to embody some principles from Sistema anyway. They start to relax more or they start to course, yeah, work look, not to help themselves, okay. even sport martial artists. Yeah, well, it's, it's natural. Nobody, if, if you're stupid, you'll die anyway, right? It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. In a way, right? <clears throat> but if you're okay, of course, you start to, you know, look inside you. For example, if you have injury, you you cannot fight anyway, right? You need to, you, you study how to avoid this. And the system gives you good an example, for example, with breathing. How mm. many people cough? How many people, you know, tell us big, big things because they have injury, they cannot walk or they have uh, some operation inside the body right Hmm. and they by they recover themselves so fast yeah that's great yeah we have we often say it's not self-defense if you beat yourself up first right (laughs) yeah yeah why you need to destroy yourself what's the point of this sure yeah so um so if you're watching um if you're watching a sport martial artist working say a skilled boxer or a wrestler or an mma fighter something can you tell immediately if that person has the kind of skills that will transfer into a, a real fight can you and if so how can you tell when somebody has those skills no it's quite obvious you know because uh, by um, by law of how they uh, should introduce themselves uh, by watching tv by watching you know his teacher training they produce them very well they, they show who they are how they talk how they see it you know and um, some people ask me about this. I said, listen, those people, uh, they're extremely good. They're, you know, strong people. But, you know, they, it's like you show everybody you have a gun. For me, dangerous people, when you didn't see them. Yeah. That's dangerous people. All the other martial arts, okay, they're strong, this and that, but they give you a chance because they show who they are. What I'm afraid when I didn't see them. Yeah. For example, very good example, uh, Sergei Ogerelli. Mm-hmm. Listen, he, he can stay with you in a room and you cannot even see him. That's dangerous. Who cares if they big or small, you know, listen, that's what people develop, knife, a gun, right? You can shoot, whatever, do something, right? Uh, but when you didn't see people, that's what scares me. Gotcha. Yeah. So so on that basis, how do you feel like um, a self-defense art fundamentally differs from a competition art? Um, how How is reality-based training different to sport-based training? What kinds of things do reality martial artists have to consider that sport-based martial artists don't? 
<clears throat> sport is good too, you know, the, the self-defense is good. It just uh, depends what people like to do because it's good to study something to protect yourself and you do physical work anyway. You know, you do push-ups, sit-ups, something. You work uh, towards yourself. Hmm. But then um, this is tricky thing, Sam. See, um, for example, when you're young, of course you want to compete, you want to do, you know, you want to check yourself by energy, by, you know, whatever, yeah. by your girlfriend, by your friends. But, <laughs> you know, some people push. It's like uh, sometimes you don't fight for yourself, right? You fight sometimes for your friends, for your country, right? <laughs> sometimes you do need to do this, but some people push you towards mm. the fight. So it's, it's not you. But self-defense, it's you, right? It's like a, you need to protect yourself. You don't need to, uh, how to say, uh, prove you need to see how you can survive in different situations in a nice way to mm. protect yourself, protect your family, like again, protect your country. But your tactical things a little bit different. Mm. Because for me, when I want to protect myself, I want to see what's surround me and what happened, uh, why I got in that situation where already physical contact will be. And I want to do everything to not avoid this, but to prepare yourself for a fight. Mm. Right? Yeah. Not to, to compete, because competition, it's two, three, four guys, they will, you know, give you a problem, right? To all our listeners and Sistema fans around the world, NC Sistema have moved all of our regular classes online, live streaming group classes via Zoom, most days at 6.30 p.m. U.S. Eastern Standard Time, plus daytime classes on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Sundays. Please consider this an open invitation for you and your students to join us for the duration of COVID, to come together online, and to keep our skills and our groups alive. Payment is on a sliding scale relative to where you're at and what you can afford. Visit ncsystema.com online to sign up today. Join us. So there are big tactical differences in kind of sport-based and reality martial arts, right? I mean, you've trained both civilians and kind of military operators on how to work mm -hmm. through real situations. Um, and it seems kind of like that for civilians or people in sports situations, um, or, or sorry, people in military situations, sometimes it's you'd rather have avoided the conflict, right? Um, and then sometimes if you're in a military situation or law enforcement, you have to initiate, you have to be in the conflict. Is the training different for people who are using martial arts for a civilian purpose or for professional purpose? You know, it, it, it's, it's quite um, hard um, to explain. Um, uh, <clears throat> when you study system from the beginning, for example, they teach you always how to relax, right, and uh, feel comfortable to any position. Hmm. Bad position, wrong position, sometimes people bend, you know how to breathe, you know how to relax, you're okay. And in this situation, less aggressiveness comes inside you, and you can control yourself and the other people much more. Mm. So it means you don't uh, speculate or like show how good you are, stuff like that. Because when you study sport, they teach you how to be first, right? They want to, you know, they push you always, oh, please, you know, show how good you are, this and that. Mm. And based everything on ego. When we study, for example, uh, in a military situation, when I have good officers, they teach you to be, how to say, to be strong, to be brave, but 
not to be how to say egoistical things or uh, or I can go here. I can, you know, that's what I want to explain. Uh, sometimes imagine uh, you see the Rambo, right? Uh, movie. Yeah. It's a good example uh, uh, when the person stand up and start to shoot the other people, right? And the people shoot towards him. Of course, nobody touch him. But <laughs> in reality, no, no, it's just an, an example. In reality, imagine you're with a group, like a 10, 10 guys, and suddenly one person stand up and start to shoot around. Hmm. So when the people shoot back, they shoot exactly in that place where the other people also. Right. So it means he provoked the other people shoot towards you. So it means he's a very bad person. Hmm. Instead of to hide, instead of to, you know, to help the other people, he provoked the other people to, to do the, to put grenade there or shoot towards you, right? So hmm. that's sometimes in a conflict, you want to, in a good situation, some people ask uh, why you work, you know, uh, why you don't fight when people cannot fight against you? Because everything, what Michael explained, and now I understand, everything what you do, you want to be invisible. Hmm. Well, imagine if the people has weapons or something, and you start to scream, they will shoot towards you, right? Just to clarify, uh, Vladimir is uh, replying to the question, why don't Sistema practitioners hmm. go and compete? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We get that question from time to time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the answer is, because that's not what our objective is. Uh, so to that end, is there? Um, do you feel like people should train both sport and reality-based martial arts, or does does training both kind of hinder your development? Because um, it seems like um, in some sport martial arts, for example, as you said, um, it's, in, it's important to attack constantly, to stay close, um, to, and you get points for being the aggressive or the dominant fighter, right? If you're in a wrestling match or MMA match or something or boxing matches, how many times you throw punches and things like that. But in a reality-based situation, sometimes evasion or escape are a better options. So does that put sometimes a sports-based martial artist at a tactical disadvantage? They have like the wrong mindset like, and you would rather be invisible and escape um, and train for that kind of mindset instead? Well, in a good way, of course, the best way to to stay invisible, right? It, it means like a escape, but it's so hard to do, right? Because we have our own ego, weakness, and of course, we start to argue with people. Of course, we want to punch them. But, um, and I don't know how to explain, but uh, people fight anyway, you know. Okay. So we should prepare for both. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's why you need to come to martial arts to check. That's why we hit each other a little bit, right? Just to see how your body react, right? To how you, if you can protect yourself. Yeah. Not with, not with legs, with your own body, with breathing. Anyway, no, I think it's good to. Uh, I, I like to move. I like to spar. I like to do these things. I, I like it. It just if if I see ego comes, that's what makes me you know worried about me because it's no good because it's not me anymore. So um so there's quite a lot of um emphasis on conditioning in Sistema, but it seems to me that the uh, the emphasis is a little different. Um, in sport based martial arts, most of the conditioning is kind of aerobic training, like cardio, running, road work, and maybe some strength stuff, kettlebells, things like that, to get make you strong and give you endurance so that you can you know, fight for many rounds um, and win this way. How important is fitness to a person who's doing a self-defense art, do you think? Uh, 
No, of course, it's important. It just depends what you do, right? Uh, some fitness. See, see, sometimes you see that people train, 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 and then three rounds or one round they dead. Mm -hmm. they, they they cannot move. I don't know what they how they train if they after three minutes they already cannot move. My wife will explain. Basically, endurance is very important for both for athletes and for self defense. Mm. And even though the fights don't last very long, usually just a few seconds, yeah. but endurance training stabilizes your psyche. Mm. And that is the most important component. So a self-defense person who is who has good endurance, he's stable psychologically. He won't panic. He won't freeze in a fight. And he'll be able to defeat the opponent. And when we train, right, uh, as you know, we, we do have uh, all levels of work on the ground, work in the middle, we work stand up, we work against one person, two person. So we're not allowed uh, the our muscles to be tense in one direction. Hmm. means all group of muscles start to work and they help each other. When we train, all the other group of muscles work and they help each other. Hmm. Right? And then the, especially uh, slow, any slow exercises, uh, the best, uh, because you fight against yourself immediately. So, yeah, that seems to tie in with a trend now, I think, in, in boxing training and MMA and jiu-jitsu, where people are training what they call functional strength, right? Instead of uh, just maybe just weight training over and over again. Um, is people have realized that uh, freedom of movement is very, very important as, as well as strength. And if you just keep lifting weights in one direction, you get very strong. Maybe you can push very strong, but you can't pull or, <laughs> or you can pull, but maybe you can't pull at an angle, things like that. Uh, so you feel like um, stability and, and mobility are as important as strength. Are there other physical attributes that are very, very important for self-defense? Diverse setting is extremely important, right? So Mm -hmm. Like as much variety as possible, D different movements, different muscle groups, mm -hmm. different workloads, um, and plus the different settings, yeah. like uh, what we do at camp, we work in the field, work in the forest, uneven terrains, um, uh, climate challenges, in fight in the water, mm -hmm. yeah. fight in the middle of the night. When So all these, the more variety and challenge for the body and for the mind, for the psyche, the better. It just develops the person so much, makes him aware of himself, and the skill grows much faster. Gotcha. And that's why we do these camps uh, in six days, um, probably equivalent to uh, maybe three months of uh, regular training in the gym. Yeah, I've, uh, I can personally attest to that. I've done two of those training camps so far, and I'm uh, planning on coming to the one this year as well. And it's, it's interesting how... If you train, if you go all out early in the morning and you, you, you're too keen, you can run out of gas. So it's like if you, if you spread your effort out throughout the day, then you can sustain 10 hours of training and, until the evening and the different environments. And you feel so strong and so healthy after, after six days of that training. It's amazing. Yeah, it's hard for people to understand because uh, they train uh, to uh, make themselves tired. Hmm. Not even stronger they, they, because they have, uh, in a way, some stress. Right, and uh, they want to remove the stress by doing this certain exercise. Mm. But then, uh, see, they didn't breathe. They didn't, you know, they actually they make them tired and they're happy. Mm. So it's the other stress. It's not like you remove the stress because after training, you need to feel yourself even better, right? It's like you have you you you're supposed to have more energy. Okay, so it's so training in endurance is important for self-defense students and sports students, but it's it's how you train that endurance is important. Okay. 
yeah it's just not that many people explain that's what uh, i like about michael rapko he's an incredibly you know wise person he's, i don't know he explains so many different things and it makes sense you know because i know i feel for example i'm 60 now right and uh, i feel sometimes better than i'm you know 30. there was lots of injury and stuff like that inside inside i'm more relaxed now by body you know i can move i can you know just maybe start to be lazy i understand but uh you know but sometimes i can do roles moment no problem imagine like i'm 60 years old and i have some students 65 74 they just happy to you know work with young people and they quite the same you know that the body starts to be more and more like not heavy yeah yeah, Sistema seems very sustainable. You know, it, it grows with you and you can you can both keep your body healthy and strong and you can also adjust the way you move as you get older, right? And some styles don't allow for that, it seems. For sure. So coming on to the um kind of the, the reality reality aspects of training. So um so sometimes martial artists from other styles um see Sistema clips on YouTube and they comment that everything looks too relaxed, right? That people look like they aren't trying hard enough or training aggressively enough um in terms of speed and intensity what what would you say to that well first right they they see that we are relaxed imagine so good <laughs> why to be tense i don't understand that <laughs> because tension just visible things and people understand that right but if you relax they they worry they think why why is the person not tense why he's not afraid right Imagine how many times you see that clips, or if you even when you fight on the street, when the person relax, smile, then suddenly a punch comes and you're out, mm. and you don't see that. You know, if the person starts to be tense, you start to be worried, and you start to whatever prepare yourself for a fight. Mm. So, so that's first answer. Why to be tense? For what? Mm. You know, to scare yourself more, because any tension it's uh, uh, create tunnel vision, right? Mm. That's it. You start to be, you know, like a, like a, you know, very weak. You didn't see people around you. You cannot scream. You you cannot do anything, you know. So, and the second part, for example, uh, with Michael, right? When the people come to him, uh, I can talk about myself. Uh, you know, sometimes it's he's quite inside, different than the other people. Hmm. And when you come to him, he come to the fog. You know, it's for me everything. If, if you're a normal person, when you don't know something, you start to work a little bit slower, right? For example, if you're in a dark room, you don't run through the room. Yeah. You start to work slowly. You, you try to, you know, understand what's in front of you. Because, again, for, for example, uh, when Michael hit you, it was like, in a way, like a shock, right? Because he yeah. hits so different. You know, I understand Mike Tyson can hit stuff like that. When we didn't box, and some people hit me very, very hard. But him, it's something different. Sometimes people come to Michael, right? They, I don't know, something inside them do not push them forward. You know, because something tells you, listen, don't rush, because it will hurt. Mm. So he makes it makes you cautious. Something, you know, yeah, because so many times I, I, I saw some very brave people, very high, uh, you know, high level. And uh, I remember Michael broke a couple, uh, you know, what the ribs in front of me was knee. And he always uh, tell people, don't rush, please, you know. But people think he's afraid. Hmm. 
but do rush it means for them he can do movement but it's like a he you cannot protect yourself it, it seems like a, when you run to the wall if you run with one speed <laughs> run with the other speed mm. and slowly you don't hurt yourself imagine if you run to the wall and you hurt yourself the people tell you why you run full speed to the wall you're that stupid that's what michael said don't rush don't rush because certain movements i cannot i can control mm. but in certain situation that's it will be end for you remember one guy grabbed michael he was a samba practitioner and turned uh, michael like he wants to throw him over the shoulder mm. so no over the hips you know the yeah the normal right. grip when a person grabs you turn yeah, like a judo or something yeah and michael just put the hand on his ribs and ribs was popped out as his own movement michael just put the arm there but he turned himself so hard twisted mm-hmm. and the ribs was it was in front of me he started wah, 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 wah. michael said listen i told you not to rush <laughs> you know no, it was in front of me it's not like a, you know it's not a story something it was in front of me it was a couple times like that don't rush don't rush i said oh maybe he's afraid you know no, because certain situation you cannot escape. That's why some people come to him and they start to see that, oh, you know, maybe you know it's better to control. Because I want to see what happens. What's the big deal to come and the person hit you and that's it? What's the point? It's not competition. I come to study something. So I think that's maybe something that people miss when they watch slow training on YouTube or something. That the fact that we train at slower speeds and lower intensity sometimes in order to practice relaxation and to be able to see more, right? See ourselves, see our opponent and see how we react, see ourselves and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, too many things you do right away, right? It's not just, for example, I do one punch towards your face and you escape. I do every time. Hmm. Every time it's different. We don't have bells, anything, you know, big, small guys. Everybody has their own experience. Lots of boxers comes, uh, judo practitioners, sambo. Every time you check yourself how good you are, right? Mm. Because every time you see a person in front of you and you want to show him movement, you check yourself. Because it's like you're in a minefield, you know, it's like a, you see who's, you know, who's good, who's bad. And you always respect people this way. You cannot say, oh, this small guy, stuff like that. I remember one small guy break couple joy in front of me and i don't even understand how he did that and now after that i respect all small people right away <laughs> small nice but boom boom and that's it see when you train like that you always you know check yourself how good you are when you do the technique of course people help you stuff like that or something here i want to work a little bit slower to understand Hmm. fast no problem go outside i check myself a lot go outside and you will see i remember the story one guy was 60 he got uh, uh in a what at a prison in mexico yeah it was very interesting one of our students who trains at the school in toronto here uh, he was on vacation in mexico one of the guys on the resort uh wasn't very nice to his child so he got into a fight hmm. um and he was arrested for this he was put. He was offered uh, to pay off a thousand dollars or something, right? Uh, mm. So Mexicans would let him go, mm. but uh, he refused because he didn't feel he was at fault. So he was put into jail there with uh, the local uh, criminals, and somehow using Sistema, although they attacked him in the cell, against mm. twenty people, yeah, he fought against twenty people. He fought, yeah, and they left him alone. He was moving constantly and breathing, and he got away from it, and even ended up beating up some people uh, in the cell. So mm. he was moved to another cell. Start to fight there too. And then what he did, he used the system of breathing to, the to escalate his blood pressure. 
and he claimed that that's it. He's having serious health issues. Uh, they took his blood pressure, and it was extremely high. So they let him go. They didn't want this trouble on their hands, so they kicked him out. Wow. Smart move. Very smart. Several levels of uh, control there have been shown, you know, just being surviving in a confined space, changing his own physiology. There's, there's so much packed in there. Yeah, but but he's 60, right? Imagine if you study karate or something, how you can do that in a, what, a small room? Yeah. With beds or something. It's impossible. Yeah. Proof of concept. I'd like to take a minute to thank everyone who has contributed to the show, all our listeners, and to everyone who's offered requests, encouragement, and feedback along the way. I also need to ask a quick favor. We have already enjoyed two years of high-quality interviews, insights, and ideas on Systema for Life. We'd like to keep the show going, and we want to keep it open to all, but we need your help to do it. It takes time, effort, and more than little cash to produce a podcast, more than two grand a year at current hosting and production rates. We have no paid advertising, and we do it all off our own backs with help from listeners and generous supporters like you. So if you're a fan of Systema for Life and you get real value from the ideas and the conversations we create, then please take a few minutes now to subscribe at www.ncsystema.com support. Support at whatever level you feel like you can afford. Even $3 or $5 a month is a help. Think of it as buying us a beer or a cup of coffee once a month for our travels. So visit ncsystema.com support and use the buttons on the page to select your preferred monthly or annual support level. You'll receive a confirmation on sign up and you can cancel at any time. Your support really does help ensure the survival of the show. With gratitude, thank you very much. So um, so is there a place for scaling up speed and intensity in Systema? How do we approach scaling up from the slow speeds to real speeds? Is is that something that's reserved for more experienced practitioners or should everyone work at speed like right away? No, it's up to you. You know, some people will speed up anyway by fear, by something, right? It's like you cannot, you can tell him work slowly, but they will do, because for them slowly, for me, slowly it's one speed. For you, maybe slowly the other speed, right? Mm. Uh, for example, when I teach my students uh, any normal exercise in the beginning, for example, they move on the floor, right? They move. I said, okay, move to stretch yourself like that, then speed up, then speed up, then work as fast as you can. Mm. See, because everybody has their own speed, like I said. And everybody starts to work faster, 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 and then now you work with that speed when you can control people, the other things. Now work with that speed when you can see not the person around you, the other people. So you need to give always uh, good an example when the people study certain things, but with um, with the other part of the life. It's like a, uh, you study one exercise, and it should be another exercise inside that exercise. For example, I stretch myself, but meanwhile I stretch even more you know, do something that is uh, in the part of, of my body. For example, if you tense up your leg, you keep tension, but meanwhile, for example, you move on the floor, you grab people, stuff like that, but you keep tension. So it means you control one part of the body and allow the other part of the body move, for example. But the speed, it's like you can tell people, okay, work with speed. I remember uh, when we studied karate, right? Sometimes the people said, okay, fight. Oh, sorry, we... Uh, do friendly sparring and everybody work very you know fast and even more dangerous when the people tell you fight they right away start to work a little bit slower 
because they, they understand now it will be serious. Before we, you know, kick each other, sometimes more injury comes from friendly sparring than from real sparring. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So how how do you prevent that? How do you prevent sparring in class, like in a self defense class, from becoming just another type of competition? You know. Okay, it's two way, right? Uh, first, when you do proper exercise, for example, breathing or slow push up, slow, slow, slow movements, they remove tension inside you anyway. Mm. They fear because you start to uh, how to say, feel yourself a little bit different. Mm. And then when the people start to work, uh, for example, uh, they start to you know fight with each other right away. Do the group attack. You know, fight inside the crowd. Mm. That's it. Everybody start to understand they're nobody. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, they stopped locking on one person. 20 people, 100 people in the gym sometimes. Okay, show how good you are. It destroyed you anyway. Because when you start to hit one person, you start to fight with him. The other people from the back hit you with, you know, with happiness. Mm. <laughs> but it's good. It's no doubt. But uh, when you study too many things, you know, sweetness means like a, it's a weakness comes. Because you do need to speed up now because I want to investigate myself. So one of the best ways to train then for self-defense is to be is to use multiple attackers, be realistic about that, um, that that might happen in a real situation so you can't just lock in on one person. And it seems like that's one aspect of Sistema that we train a lot is multiple attackers and, and also others like working with uh, weapons, right? Um, if you train sport martial arts empty hand, you might not... Um, be prepared for if somebody has a stick, has a blade, or has a chain. Do you, do you feel like working with weapons is another necessary uh, thing for working for gen genuine reality-based training? I believe, I believe, of course, it is the best way to train uh, to have varieties, right? Because what bothers me uh, when the people teach you, oh, you have to run away against uh, from the knife, you have to run away, run away, run away. Sometimes, like we know, sometimes you cannot run away. And usually young people, they have a knife, they can stab you, grab you, they want to, you know, uh, take something from you. When the people uh, teach uh, now martial arts, they move away from reality. Uh, for example, before when the people fight uh, with swords, with something, right, they didn't fight as a hand-to-hand. Uh, uh, -hand. Hmm. They fight against military situation right away everybody has knife hmm. right those days everybody can hit you with stick not that many people do bare knuckles fight hmm. right so it means now they forget about this and of course i understand when they tell you run away it makes sense for them because they didn't study they all their training developed for sport hmm. it just it's not like a I'm against the sport. It just uh, it's it's a certain frame, yeah. And it allowed you to come in a military situation when the people start to shoot, and you have to go down. Some people start to you know take a knife, and instead of the escape, we start to look around or something. So it means they didn't teach you how to look properly towards the people, how dangerous situation can be. Yeah. When we train, we always have a metal knives. Maybe not that sharp, sharp, but for sure they can cut you. They can, you know, do certain damage to you. And then you always respect uh, him, his movement, his knife, and of course you do much better move because you cannot now run to the knife and uh, because he can stab you. You develop that ability to escape against the knife with different movements. I believe. Mm. 
and the guns, the same situation, and uh, the chain. We work against chain a lot, I remember, in Russia. So, yeah, there was something in one of your um, recent Knife Mastery um, downloads or DVDs, which I thought was really um, insightful, which is that even if you want to run away from a knife, um, people don't even know how to run away, right? Maybe they'll freeze and they'll be stuck and they, they can't, if they don't practice seeing and moving, then uh, they'll get they'll get stuck and frozen in the, when they see a real weapon. It depends on the situation. Sometimes you're in a dark uh, what, the street, you turn, hit tree, right? You, you, it's, you know, that's why military, you know, guys train a lot, right? They do explosive, everything, just to see how your body reacts, how to not destroy yourself, right? Of course, it's good to run away. It's not Dallas, but mm-hmm. please try at least, you know? Yeah. I remember how at camp when we were practicing yeah, um, knife yeah, confrontation. So when people in a oh, huge open field, plenty of room to run, attacker comes uh, with a knife and people can't run away. It's mm. some somehow... cut several guys right away. Just yeah. cut, yeah. Mm. They, uh, they cannot, and they're okay, right? They cannot. And they sometimes the attack is with screaming and lots of warning, and still people hesitate and stumble and can't run properly. Yeah. It's yeah. really amazing. Yeah, everyone should experience that. I've seen this myself in uh, when I lived in Scotland. You know, sometimes there were lots of fights <laughs> in Scotland in the streets, and I knew competent martial artists. You know, people who were good at boxing or you know, karate or something. And when they were faced with a, a real conflict or they were threatened with a weapon, they, they froze and they were, they were unable to use the techniques that they had. Um, and afterwards they're like, Oh, I should have done this and I should have done that. And why didn't I do this? But at the time when they needed it, they were unable to access that response. Right. Do you feel like that's a, because it's, they don't train for that situation. They, they don't work with breathing. They don't work with how to control their own uh, bodies and their minds. Yeah, yeah. Like again, see, breathing will help, uh, uh, and the proper training is helps because if if they teach you how to be tense, of course you will freeze. You know, mm. imagine you study karate, tension, 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 tension. Suddenly, you know, small room, and that's it. You know, like uh, it's hard for you. Mm. To hit yeah. the, anyway, you, you need to train properly. Yeah. So, so one more aspect to this is um, training striking because uh, there's a famous quote by Mike Tyson that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? <laughs> so you can you can work on your boxing combinations and you can have an amazing double left hook and you'd be hitting the bag for months and months and you're in great condition and then you get into the ring and uh, or outside the ring and somebody punches you and all of your ideas go out of your head, right? Because you're not used to getting hit in some way. So in Sistema, we practice like a lot of strike absorption. We we allow ourselves to be hit quite hard by partners to an extent that I've never really seen in other styles that I've trained. Um, do you feel like it's essential for a reality-based martial artist to get hit a lot in training in order to understand what it takes to survive real interactions? Yeah, just everything what you said is correct. It, it, it just I just want to tell you about Mike Tyson. You know, he's uh, uh, it was a good sentence, right? When he punched, and lots of people forget about his plan. But look mm-hmm. how he finished, right? He even bite ear, <laughs> right? <laughs> he showed who he is inside, right? Mm-hmm. Just that's he's like that, right? He's a pure hooligan, you know, <laughs> and uh, uh, he's not like a you know. If something changes, that's what he does. Hmm. I'm sorry, that's what he did. In a way, uh, when we train a lot, I remember in, in Russia, Michael didn't hit us uh, to, a lot, right? Uh, we Most of the time, we play with open hands. 
we put people, rotate them, move them, because uh, he create better distance. Then when you start to work with the body, your fingers start to be adjustable and, uh, you know, you start to see where the person has tension. Mm. And then, for example, when you start to hit people, see, why we hit people? Because it's easy to explain about our uh, uh, style. Mm. Uh, because, uh, you know, we hit a little bit different than the other people. We, we uh, teach people how to uh, take a punch differently than the other styles. So mm. for us, it's much easier to explain. Because some people ask, how you explain the system? You start to, you know, speak about breathing, but everybody breathes. You start to speak about movement, but everybody moves, right? It's like, it's, and for lots of people, they don't understand natural movements. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why you hit a person, uh, and he right away understands who he is, right? Basically, before we start studying striking, we have to teach our body to receive strikes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is the foundation. If you don't know how to absorb the strike with your body and with breathing, it's going to be a destruction very quickly. You'll be a, a useless training partner. Yeah. It, that has to be the start of training. And um, it, it's first practicing how to stop your partner, then mm-hmm. how to push, and then how to strike. Yeah. So there's a progression there that uh, makes it a good, solid skill. Yeah, because when the person wants to uh, stop the guy, but his movements, like he want to hit him. Mm. So he didn't want to have that ability to stop a person normally because his movements too sharp or too dangerous. And that's how a fight starts, right? I want to stop you suddenly, uh, you know, mm. you see your movements as a threat. It's better to hit people. It's nice. Yeah. I like <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. I think in Sistema, it's one of the only styles that I've seen that asks the question, why? You know, what do you want to achieve with hitting the guy? You know, often if you just practice striking the air like you're doing a kata or you just hit a heavy bag, it, it seems like the motivation is always you hit the guy as hard as you can, as fast as you can to do damage. And that's that's where the reason ends. But in Sistema, often we think about, well, do, do you want to break his structure? Do you want to remove his will to keep fighting? Do you want to stop his fighting spirit? There's, um, do you want to just um, maneuver him so that you can do something else? There's, there seem to be lots of aspects to striking and it, we study in a, a slightly deeper way, like from the fist backwards almost, right? Rather than just thinking about throwing your fists at things. So that's very interesting to me. Yeah, you're completely right, Glenn. Seriously, completely right. Bro. So, um, so in the, in the, all of this context, in talking about um, martial arts and training for self-defense, um, I, I feel like it's a trap some people can get into sometimes when they train a lot of self-defense and reality martial arts. Um, you know, people do Krav Maga, they do like some other um, form of kind of military-derived martial art. Uh, and there's a danger to becoming paranoid, you know, to seeing threats everywhere that you look, like all the time, right? If you, if you train this way all the time. Do you feel like... Um, that's that's a danger for people doing reality martial arts, and how do you avoid that? I think so, yeah, because they teach you how to be afraid, right? Because mm. they teach you to be tense. It means they, they automatically put the fear inside your body. Mm. Look at look at Krav Maga, right? They just like they scream on each other. <laughs> Come on, you know. Mm. The, yeah, it's, it's not professional. Right? I don't know. They're probably nice people or something, but uh, how they teach it, uh, mm. I don't know. It's so bad. They, from the beginning, they have to teach you. If you see that, for example, you come and the people didn't teach you how to breathe, how you can survive? Mm. Because you cannot even relax yourself. 
Yeah, everything should be natural. It's like a, for me, like a fighting should be like you move. Mm. If if you walk okay, it means you have to fight exactly the same. If something tension comes inside your body, there's something wrong. Fear comes inside you. Mm. So all these elements, what they teach you to, to do the blocks, to do this and that, for me, it's uh, it's dangerous. They, you sometimes even you destroy it yourself without fighting. Mm. Because it's like an element when you you come, maybe, of course, you're afraid of something. You come to train. And it gives you even more fear. Of course, they tell you, no, you destroyed some people. You can hit, stuff like that. But when you see from a side, it's, I don't know. It's, for me, it's, to be honest with you, it's useless. Because mm. I, I did really, I did karate in a high level, right? Mm. And I'm still, I'm still afraid. That's why I want to kick much faster, this and that. So it means it's a way to prison, right? It's, you know, you... Mm. You destroy people because by your own fear, you don't uh, how to judge a situation properly. Yeah, you can do too much damage for for what, but because mm. you because you are afraid. Yeah, so it seems that m- many martial arts schools, the emphasis is learning how to defend yourself from others, from threats all the time. Um, and yet in Sistema, we do this, but we also you're also teaching your students how to defend themselves from the the wider threat to destroying themselves. You know, from stress, from anxiety, even bad breathing from declining health with age and things like that is is this why we spend so much time teaching people how to calm themselves down before teaching them to fight because um, that's as important is it important for health and for combat yeah, people live in stress all the time every day yeah. um, so it's important to remove that and mm. not to escalate it we say a good warrior is a healthy warrior. So it has to be both the body healthy and the psyche, the mind, uh, peace of mind, uh, light heart. Uh, all these good things have to be there. Judging from the current state of the world, um, do you feel like learning self-defense, real self-defense is more important than ever or less important? I believe it's more important, yeah. Because look at what happened now in the world, right? Some people drive the car towards you and uh, certain things, you know. It's uh, When you do sport, it's one thing. So when you do proper uh, training, when the people teach you how to see, like I said, uh, uh, things around you, if the car moves suddenly strange, you need to pay attention to this, not to sit inside yourself, not mm-hmm. to think how good you are, how bad I am, what to do. You need to always look around, right? Because suddenly people can attack you and, and that's it. Yeah, gotcha. So so if somebody's looking to make themselves well-rounded um, to be competent and effective uh, in reality for self-defense and maybe also if they're training for sport martial arts, what, what are the three most important things you think they need to work on? Is it conditioning and endurance or is it mindset? Which things are most important? Our uh, <laughs> Sistema slogan, yeah. strength, courage, humility. Hmm. So that's what we need to develop. Right? Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah. Strength, courage, humility. That's a sign of Sistema. The last question about the, the world situation. Uh, Michael was saying that because there's so much more terrorism and after 9-11 and hmm. the shootings and uh, all these th- survival threats, there is a, a great need to study martial arts and self-defense. And um, he said that people should be more realistic that a superhero will not fly in to your help. Yeah. Uh, you need to save yourself. Yeah. Um, and there's so much uh, movies and publicity about the superheroes and all these series about them. And, but uh, it just leads people in the wrong direction. 
Sure. So we're fascinated with this because it comes from fear, maybe, right? People are, are fearful that they can't take care of themselves and their families, so they seek refuge in these movies, maybe. So is there anything else you'd like to um, add on the subject? Our goal in training to relax people around us and, and ourselves, it's like a, an angry dog. You don't go aggressively against it. It, it will attack you even more. Every professional, um, when he's dealing with an aggressive criminal, he wants to calm him down, mm. not uh, aggravate him. Only as a last resort, you get into a fight, but you try to dissipate it before it becomes a crisis. And sometimes people around a potential fighter provoke him, push him into a conflict. Mm -hmm. They're trying to tell you, go fight, but that's not necessary. Someone who has been in real fighting okay. experience or military experience will not tell you to go fight. That makes sense. So that's, uh, I guess, many martial arts train or try to prepare people for strength or even for courage right, with the way that they fight. But um, the humility then becomes important, right? If you don't feel like you have to fight, if you can hide your skills or you can avoid uh, if you need to, then that's where it becomes important. You don't fight for pride, you fight for your country or your your life it's like, it's like a good sniper right <clears throat> he hides himself do the job and escape right right <laughs> so it's serious and that's uh they want to they teach you to be oh, like uh, your friends uh wants to see you visible for mm. what you know and, and then the okay you hit one person and then they tell oh hit this guy and then never any story right and then Look at uh, Fyodor Emelianik, right? It's a good, good job. A couple of times he lose, everybody start to criticize him, right? Mm. That's, that's, uh, to live for the other people is so useless. You know? To help them, yes, but to, to, to impress them, no way. Right. That sounds like solid advice. <laughs> well, I think that's about all we've got time for. Um, so, but thank you very, very much for uh, taking the time, Vladimir, and to Valerie um, for uh, fleshing all that out. And we will look forward to uh, hearing more for you in the future. And if people want to find out about the the immersion camp, so it's fit to fight. It's called this year in August, and we've started registration. Okay. And we're gonna do um, maybe film some more uh, podcasts while we're at camp. Excellent, great. Well, uh, I from the scene. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'll be there. I'm signing up this week, so I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you all at the camp. Thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com.